It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Locked On NFL podcast is previewing every team in every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts now through September the 8th. There are preview episodes on the feed that you can listen to right now. Follow Locked On NFL today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are locked on the Washington football team with a locked on Washington football team podcast. I am David Harrison. He is Chris Russell. We are your host of the show. If you haven't already, please click subscribe or follow, leave a rating, leave a review of the show. It'll help other fans of the team. Find us when we're not here. Find Chris over at the team 980 Monday through Friday, three to 7 PM Eastern time with his co-host there, Pete Medhurst. Find Russell and Medhurst on the Odyssey app, as well as this show on Twitter. Chris is at Russell mania six, two, one. I am at D Harrison 82. The show is at locked. WFT pod, Chris, we gave our 53-man roster projection yesterday, and so far, through a series of cuts, about eight cuts so far, as we sit down to record this episode from the Washington football team, maybe nine, actually, as we real-time update this as we record, (laughs) so far, the roster projection is still intact. Yeah, and that's the good news. Now, don't expect it to last very long, uh, but uh, you were kind of referring to something that I just put Uh, into our show sheet uh, that I just found as you were going through the intro. So let me run down uh, the full list of cuts so far. And these are, again, reported cuts. Four o'clock Eastern time is the deadline on Tuesday. Just because a cut is reported tonight does not mean it won't change, does not mean the player couldn't possibly then be traded once other teams around the NFL get a hold of the reported information, right, that comes before the deadline. So again, keep that in mind that that is indeed a possibility. But uh, according to John Kime of ESPN, Isaiah Wright, who was on the roster all of last year, who Ron Rivera recently praised as a player who stood out slash popped to him, I didn't see it all training camp. I, I didn't see really anything much out of Isaiah Wright except for an occasional Uh, you know, catch on a punt return and one long pass play in defensive scout teamwork, meaning he went against Troy Apke, caught a long bomb. Uh, It was basically, um, it was not really, it it was, it was really, uh, the defense was trying to mimic what I guess Baltimore was going to show on offense is the best way I could put it. Uh, That's what they did a lot last week. So Isaiah Wright, you know, Nice kid, Um, you know, good success story, undrafted last year at a Temple. Team was really challenged at the wide receiver spot, David, looking for um, also special teams help. I didn't have him on uh, my 53. I don't think you did either. So he gets cut. Um, Not a surprise, I I guess, especially when you're looking at the log jam that still remains at, at that position. Also, Tony Brown, another wide receiver, 
uh, again, let go. He was here for a little while last year, kind of on the practice squad, a little bit on the game day activation squad. So he gets let go. Uh, running back Jonathan Williams, who, again, was not expected to make the roster. Also safety Cole Luke. The only thing, reason why I know of Cole Luke, to be honest with you, is he missed the tackle on Ramondre Stevenson's 91-yard touchdown run in New England. That was the only potential chance at stopping that play. Also, another defensive back, Lyndon Stevens, uh, was reportedly released as of, again, Monday night's recording here. Tight end Caleb Wilson, who was just brought over from Philadelphia. So again, that third tight end battle appears to be, uh, as we all thought, between uh, Ricky Seals-Jones uh, and Samus Reyes. And then veteran linebacker Joe Walker and quarterback Steven Montez, uh, who <clears throat> they'd probably like to get back through to the practice squad. We'll see what happens with that. So that's what we know as of right now. Is there any surprises for you on that, again, working list and not official list? No, I mean, there's really not. And like you said, none of these guys uh, were expected to make the roster. You know, you look at a guy like Jonathan Williams who got some playing time and did some things and, and all that stuff, but they're not, they're obviously not going to keep five running backs and uh, Jared Patterson absolutely stole the show. So if they're keeping four, it's Jared Patterson's job. And then of course, obviously there's, there's a little bit of uh, suspicion that Washington might even only keep three. And there's a major publication out there expecting maybe Washington releases one of their other running backs. We'll get into that in our next segment, but uh, yeah, same same thing with you. I mean, you, a lot of these guys either just kind of not being seen, not really popping off the film, not really popping off the field or at practice, or if they are, right, in, in the case of Cole Luke, they are for the wrong reason. So, uh, you know, good news for these guys is, you know, a lot of these reports come out, and, and like you said, they're not necessarily officially official, right? If you look up Washington transactions or NFL transactions, none of these things are going to be on the transaction report uh, because they're not officially official. And sometimes these things get out there. You know, Ron Rivera kind of talked about uh, earlier in the week about other teams reaching out and saying, hey, are you going to keep this guy? If not, we're interested in trading for him, stuff like that. Sometimes this kind of stuff comes out because they're trying to get some of these names out there potentially to see if maybe there's a team later in the waiver order who says, hey, we would be interested in this guy, but we're, I don't know, 25th in the waiver order. So we're you know likely not going to mm -hmm. get a chance to claim this guy. So, hey, Washington doesn't want, I don't know, Isaiah Wright. We have a whole wide receiver. He's got some NFL experience. He's got experience on the roster. Let's give them a call. Maybe we float them a seventh round draft pick. Sometimes you just see, you know, the team swap seventh round draft picks or six round draft picks, and then they add a player in there and just, it's just kind of is uh, one of those things. And uh, you see, you see kind of teams do this across the board every single year. And then like you said, the next day it's, oh, originally reported was that Jonathan Williams was being waived by Washington, but it turns out this morning and said they're trading him to the Miami Dolphins for a six round draft pick in 2023. You know what I mean? That's how these things kind of happen. So, yeah. And, and, and still, again, as we record this Monday evening, a long, a lot of hours to go before Tuesday's uh, 4 PM deadline. And we still don't have answers quite honestly on, you know, a couple of situations that we mentioned um, on Monday's episode uh, when we put out our uh, initial 53 and kind of discussed that and went over it, which is at corner um, does, uh, well, I'm sorry, at safety with Derek Forrest's injury, uh, right? And then also at corner with the other injury uh, that they have uh, with- um, uh, I'm not McTire. Yeah, Tori McTire. There you go. Thank you. I'm just- <laughs> Sometimes I'm just brain warped. Um, you know, those two injury situations, 
can factor very heavily in, right? They can be put on IR ending their season. They can be kept and rolled over and then put on short-term IR for three games. Uh, They can be released and, you know, then, uh, you know, they can try and bring them back on the practice. I mean, there's all sorts of different things here uh, at play. So, um, you know, again, we won't have all the answers and even, when we have all the answers, we won't have all the answers. Why? Because again, I mentioned last week, Isaiah Wright or was supposedly somebody that impressed Ron Rivera. And yet here he is cut. Now, again, they're not going to be able to keep everybody. I'm not saying that Isaiah Wright wasn't impressive to Ron. I I can't speak for Ron, but, but he wasn't impressive to me. (laughs) I can tell you that much last year. I thought he was going to make the team this year. I did not think for one second he was going to make the team. Um, So I'm not sure if maybe I'm missing something, uh, but the bottom line is these things are fluid for sure. All right. So that's a little snapshot of what's going on uh, as we speak, uh, as we get going on cut day right here on the locked on Washington football team podcast, lots of reaction and analysis and roster shaping still to come. And don't forget, this is just the initial 53. It could very well change not only by Tuesday, also by Wednesday, by Thursday, by Friday, by next week, as things start to slow down and shake out across the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Rosters are always a fluid item, so never solidified in any way, shape or form. Uh, But what is going to be solidified are your opinions and your analysis of NFL teams and what they're doing as all eyes start turning back to football with the teams heading back to the gridiron with college football already beginning this Thursday, a big matchup, Ohio State taking the field for the first time this season. I don't know, maybe I'm the only Buckeye fan out there, but I'm excited for Thursday night. As always, betonline.ag is your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. Get all your updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, both open now at betonline.ag. Head over there, receive a 100% welcome bonus when you sign up, make a deposit, and use promo code Locked On. Be sure you also take advantage of their opening day super promo. You make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. That's for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. So you sign up, you make a $25 bet on the Buccaneers because none of you are making a bet on the Dallas Cowboys. If somehow the Dallas Cowboys win that game, you get your money back. If the Buccaneers win as they're favored to, you make some money for free on the house, courtesy of betonline.ag. Again, that promo code NFL 100 betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast as we count you down to cut down day. Again, all the cuts for the initial 53s have to be done uh, by 4 o'clock Eastern time on Tuesday. But the rosters around the league and with the Washington football team will certainly be in a state of flux 
uh, for days after that. One more cut to add to the list, reportedly defensive lineman Devereaux Lawrence took a bad personal foul on Saturday night, hitting Tyler Huntley uh, as he was going out of bounds. That would have led to a punt and instead kept the drive alive. Uh, and led to a touchdown. So certainly that did not help his cause. David, one thing we wanted to talk about, uh, and I, I, I found this uh, at the uh, Team 980's website, uh, in full disclosure, obviously, as you mentioned, uh, every show, I, I do an afternoon drive show with Pete Medhurst from three to seven. Uh, team 980 is the Washington football team's official flagship station. Uh, so I saw this and I said, oh, we got to talk about this. Um, and a major gambling site, Odd site has put it like this besides the Chiefs and the Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl, which is obviously two of the most popular, if not the most popular picks. The most popular futures bet at one book this offseason has been the New York Giants to win the NFC East. Now, let let that marinate for a second. And as you did the research, on betonline.ag, Washington is plus 1,800 to win the NFC championship. Now, obviously, you can win the NFC championship without winning the division, uh, meaning the NFC East. So the Giants could win the NFC East, and Washington could make it and win the NFC championship. So it's not one and or the other. Uh, both are possible, right? Yeah. But when I say that, that that is apparently – the third most popular future bet yeah. that the Giants will win the NFC East. You say what? Uh, so coming as someone who bets quite often, right? I don't have a problem. I don't need to go any meetings. I'm not more, you know, my mortgage isn't on the line, anything like that. But I do enjoy gambling. I'm a very big fan of gambling. I, I enjoy all, all different sorts of gambling, except for slots. I hate slots. I hate video poker. I hate all that stuff. You know, I want to. I either want to play, I either want to bet against people doing things like sports or I want cards in my hands or, or something like that. So that's that's how I like to bet. From a betting standpoint, basically what you're doing with the New York Giants is you have the potential of turning $100 into $400. So that's what the plus 400 means for those who don't know is if you put $100 on the New York Giants to win the NFC East and they do, you win $400. Now, think about money, right? And, and those of us who have disposable income, if you throw $100 on the New York Giants to win the NFC East in August, by the time January comes around, you're not missing that $100, right? So that's, and that's, and it's, you can also, I'm also into stocks, which you can probably guess from my, from my betting uh, standpoint. And that's kind of how you like to view stocks. At least some of us like to view stocks. When we talk about this stuff is you throw $100 on a stock. Listen, in 30 days, you really don't even remember it. You don't forget it. You're not missing it. What did you miss out? A couple pizza nights or something like that, depending on the size of your family. For mine, it's like two pizza nights. That's that's pretty much what we just gave up for the potential, the chance to make $400 or even more. That's basically what you're talking about. So it's not that people are betting on the Giants to win the NFC East necessarily. Some of the people making this bet don't even necessarily believe the Giants are the best team in the NFC East. They just see the opportunity to make money off of a bet, similar to Washington football team. You put $100 down at betonline.ag for, for WTFT to win the NFC Championship. If they do, you turn that $100 into $1,800 next February. Now, by the time next February comes, you ain't going to miss that $100 anymore, right? So, listen, if you're not into gambling, be careful is what I'm going to say first and foremost. But if you are into gambling, those are the kinds of odds that people kind of look for. And you kind of take those chances because, honestly, 
we've, we've talked about this before, and there have been people who've gone on record say they think Washington football team is top four in the NFL. Well, guess what? Top four or in, in the NFC, rather, right? Top four turns into top in the NFC, right? If Tom Brady gets injured, knock on wood, we don't, don't want to <laughs> wish injury on anybody. If Tom Brady gets injured, if the Aaron Rodgers situation in Green Bay really goes sideways, and if Matthew Stafford turns out he's not as good as everybody thought he was, well, guess what? That's all it takes. And now Washington football team is like the best team in the NFC potentially, right? right? So, and, and how many times have we seen similar type stories unfold in one NFL season? Yeah. Well, same thing with the Giants. Listen, Dak Prescott's already had an injury to his throwing shoulder that we non-medically, right? Because we're neither of us are doctors, kind of attribute to maybe overcompensating for that ankle injury. If Dak gets re-injured or isn't what everybody thinks he is, and that Dallas defense is what we think it is, which is not very good, then New York potentially is already in second place. Washington football team, a lot of questions around this offense. Ryan Fitzpatrick, can he deliver? If he can't, guess what? All of a sudden, the New York Giants look really good to potentially win this division, mm -hmm. and now you have the opportunity to earn that $400. That's why they're such a popular bet, and that's kind of how the whole gambling thing works. Well, and, and I think that's a great explanation because I do exactly the same. When I'm looking at futures odds, I mean, you take a long shot, right? You take a, a calculated long shot. You, you should have some reasoning for it, i.e., like I wouldn't pick Jacksonville, even though the odds are tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. And yeah. yeah, you could make an argument. You could talk yourself into, well, if Trevor Lawrence is this and Trevor Lawrence is that, yeah. Urban Meyer really is this great coach and blah, 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 blah. I mean, you could talk wrong. yourself into anything. But I mean, a reasonable long shot would be the Giants. A reasonable long shot, certainly I could see how people would be infatuated with the Cowboys, clearly, uh, because of their offensive talent or the Minnesota Vikings or something like that, because you know they're better than they were last year. And yeah. They've added to their defense, which was a weak spot, and they've got a pretty good offense, so on and so forth. Um, the bottom line is, is you're you're right, and 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 but people will take this as, whoa, Vegas really knows something. They put out a tasty carrot there. They must know that the New York Giants are better than the Washington Football Team. To your point, no, they know nothing. They honestly, they don't know what they don't know. They don't know that the Giants are the second best or the first best or whatever. As a matter of fact. You know, I, I listen, I'm going to be honest. I think the Giants have a good shot at winning this division. I, I do. I, I mean, the, the wash, you mentioned the offensive struggles. We still don't know how dominant this defense is. We've talked a lot about Dustin Hopkins and the problems there. And I'm not convinced that that's not going to be a problem all year long. And worse, we've talked about the first place schedule and the 17 game grind and the type of quarterbacks that they have to go against. I think that's a lot to ask for this Washington football team. So one of the other things we wanted to get into here uh, before we go to the voicemail is the notion that, you know, certainly Washington is going to cut a lot of guys and they are already are, but who, who could be some big names that could be out there. And Bleacher Report put this list together and number one on the list is Peyton Barber of the Washington football team. Yeah. Now, again, I've gone back and forth. I think Peyton Barber will be on. We put him on um, the 53 that we did on the last episode. I understand it's tough. He dropped the ball the other day, uh, was not good in pass protection, got annihilated on a blitz. Um, he's a little bit lighter this year, so that might hurt his ability to get those tough yards. Maybe it helps him. I don't know. I still think they carry him because it's a valuable role, 
but I'm surprised to see him at number one on that list. Were there any other names? A, were you surprised to see him on that list? And number one, and number two, any other names on uh, the BleacherReport.com uh, list that you found, David, that you were surprised by? Uh, I was surprised to see Peyton Barber number one on that list because, I mean, Peyton, listen, he he is kind of what he is, right? He's not a receiving back. He's not a, a blitz pickup back, and, and he's worked at him. You know what I mean? He's got a good work ethic, but it's just it's really not his game. What he is, he's a, he's a bowling ball type, and even smaller early in the preseason, he showed he can still be that bowling ball type. And I don't know that I've ever seen the guy. Uh, fall backwards in a pile and listen last year was the only year in Peyton Barber's career that I didn't cover him directly right because he was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer beforehand I, I again I, I don't know that I I remember a time where Peyton Barber didn't fall forward and even with his smaller frame he's still doing so so he still brings a definitely definite value to a team and definitely has a role on the team really out of, out of the rest of the people on this list I think you know John Brown is always an interesting name uh, the wide receiver, but I don't know that necessarily the, the watch football team needs a guy like him. I look at a guy like Nikhil Harry, and again, it's the same position group, so you have that log jam there. But Nikhil Harry kind of reminds me a little bit of he, he's a, he's a type of receiver who had a lot of a lot of things going for him and really didn't kind of come to fruition there in New England. But New England's had a lot of quarterback issues going on with w- during Nikhil Harry's time and a lot of uncertainty inside that franchise and the offensive scheme. So he's an interesting player, but really Taven Bryant from the Jacksonville Jaguars, former first round draft pick. If he gets released by the Jacksonville Jaguars or waived, I wouldn't mind seeing the watch football team add Taven Bryant to their depth to see if they can tap into some of that top tier uh, talent because, and just like the Bleacher Report article says, the 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 grumble, the disgruntledness around Taven Bryant in Jacksonville is the fact that they spent such high draft capital on him. Well, if you're Washington and you put in a waiver claim for a guy and in three seasons, that guy that you put in a waiver claim for gives you 70 tackles, 11 for a loss and three and a half sacks. That's a good waiver pickup. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that's what Washington's talking about investing or now that, you know, if Jacksonville kind of lets it leak out there, the way so many teams do that, they're releasing him float him a seventh round draft pick. And if you get mid round production for Brian, then that's a good investment. If you get top tier production for Brian, that's even better, especially as a backup rotational piece. I, again, I just don't know where he fits with the Ioannidis of the world, the Tim Settles and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, I think, I think that's spot on. Um, you know, one of the other things that I, I wanted to run through you, uh, on is, you know, there's been some buzz around town about, you know, the linebacker depth. Uh, we, we know the starters, uh, in the base package, it'll be rookie Jamin Davis, John Bostic and Cole Holcomb. Cole Holcomb's had some injury issues. Davis has been a little slow to kind of get it into gear. I don't know why he didn't play the other night, but uh, I guess, you know, it's again, resting everybody over getting ready. Um, there's a couple of linebackers on this list. Jordan Hicks, who used to play for the Eagles in the division with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and, and, and he seems on the way out. Uh, and then uh, Jelani Tavai with the Detroit Tiger, uh, Detroit Tigers, the Detroit Lions. Um, you know, I, I wonder if, if ultimately Washington could potentially go there, meaning shop a barber, shop a, you know, Dax Milne or an Antonio Gandy Golden in a trade with another team before the 4 p.m. deadline or even after, I guess that they don't necessarily want and they could use somebody that you have and then you make a one-for-one trade type of situation. That is a a kind of a look at some of the possible big name cuts and what 
could potentially go down. Obviously, we will have reaction on Wednesday's episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. David will be handling that, and I'll be back with him uh, on the Thursday episode. So make sure you stay tuned uh, and obviously follow all the action there. This episode of Locked On Washington football team podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. And better yet, why even go there when you can literally, from your couch, your recliner, your office chair, your kitchen table, hell, your bed, whatever and wherever you are, you can just go to one-stop shop and you don't even have to stop anywhere. Just go to rockauto.com at home and it's in your pocket and you're good to go. They'll have any part that you need, whatever make or model, they will give you the best prices. They're not going to treat their buddy, the mechanic down the street better or differently than they're going to treat you. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. You are their lifeblood. Go check out their website, rockauto.com today and find out the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Wrapping up today's episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at dharrison82 at WrestleMania621, the show at Pod. Chris, segment three, we got a little bit of time left, so let's hear from my buddy and Washington football team fan, Mark, from Fort Stewart, Georgia. Hey, David. Hey, Chris. This is uh, Mark from Fort Stewart. Uh, how you doing, David, man? Long time no talk. Uh, I just want to tune in real quick on a couple things. Um, I want to make a bold prediction. I want to say that the Washington football team will have the best defense in the NFL this year, barring any major injuries, and as long as the linebacking core is on the same page. Because from what I've seen from the preseason, what we know from the D-line, I'm really, I'm really, really liking the, uh, the secondary. Uh, with Kendall Fuller, Landon Collins, uh, Cameron Curl, which is amazing, Willie Jackson third. And I saw a lot from um, uh, Benjamin St. Juice and McTire um, and Bobby McCain got in there and uh, Jeremy Reeves. Um, my biggest concern, and I want to, I have a, I have a major concern that I, maybe you can help me with, and maybe you've seen something as far as going to the practices. This offense really, really seems unbalanced, and it really, really seems questionable at best. Um, the running game didn't get going during the preseason. The passing game was really hit or miss. Seen a couple good balls to Logan Thomas and uh, McClern, but other than that, there's been nothing to really go off of. Uh, Jared Patterson had, had a really good preseason, um, but what is something that you may know or you've seen that may make the Washington football team better or the better offense that maybe we should 
feel better about. Do appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And I love the Locked On series. All right, Mark, as always, we appreciate you. Uh, thank you for all you do. And uh, thank you for being so kind. And I know you and David go way back. So I'm going to let David, uh, you know, kind of a- answer most of this. I- I'll just quickly weigh in, uh, David, on, on the offense. I, I mean, listen, I- I'd be lying to you if there was a lot of reason for optimism based on what I see in practice. I mean, do they make some plays? Of course. Do they... <clears throat> Do they turn the ball over way too much? Um, Are they struggling at times to find holes in the running game? Uh, And obviously that has carried over to the games. Yeah, I mean, bottom line. But I think until we see the full regular season package, and again, they're not going to throw everything at the Chargers, and until we see an offense with Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Deami Brown, Adam Humphreys, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Antonio Gibson, uh, and the starting offensive line and Logan Thomas playing the whole game. I, I think it's really hard to judge. So I guess that's my, my, my hopeful optimism is that it's different when those guys are playing a full game. Yeah. I mean, right now, the only reason to have optimism about the offense just truthfully is black and white. It's what it looks like on paper. You know, that Ryan Fitzpatrick has the arm talent. Uh, he's made plays before. It's where Fitz Magic comes from. There's plenty of gifts out there of him celebrating big plays. You saw what he was able to do for the Miami Dolphins as far as leading them to a very surprising winning record when they did replace him with Tua Tungabailoa. And then when Tua came in, there were multiple games where they brought Ryan Fitzpatrick in in relief because things weren't going well, and he actually brought them back sometimes to win and more often not just brought them back to competition. So you know that he's a quarterback that is capable of doing good things in the NFL. And then you know Terry McLaurin. You know Antonio Gibson and what his upside looks like et cetera, et cetera. The problem is we haven't seen it, like you said, in its full go, right? So we're talking about putting a drag car onto a track and saying this car looks like it could do really well. The problem is we've only seen it race in its V6 version, right? And and that's where the concern comes in. That's where the, the caution comes in. And, and it totally makes sense. I understand why any fan would be optimistic, but also cautiously optimistic. And, and that's just kind of how it's going to be. I can't really tell you that this offense is going to be a top 15 offense. Cause I don't know. I can tell you that on paper, I think it looks like an offense is in the top half of the league. And if it is, then with this defense, you've got a really good team. I think you've got an NFC East champion and you've got a playoff contender and that's what you want as a fan. But could Ryan Fitzpatrick come out there and, and not be the right quarterback for the system? Absolutely. Could Antonio Gibson get hurt again? Yes. Could Curtis Samuel never really be hundred percent and fully effective for this team? Absolutely. Those are a lot of questions that we just can't answer right now. My biggest concern, honestly, with this offense right now is the running game. Can the Washington football team in its starting mold with its playbook at its disposal, you know, playing for real, not, you know, trying to hide necessarily everything anymore because it's not preseason anymore. Can they get the running game going? Because the issue with the Washington football team offense and the roster as it stands right now is you've got a very, you got, you, you're, you're size deficient. There's not a lot of size in your offense, right? Outside of guys like Logan Thomas. When you have an offense like that, you need a defense to respect your running game so that they can't just flood your receivers or flood your tight end, just cover them with with two or three guys because they're not worried about your running game penetrating second or third level. So Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, Peyton Barber, Jared Patterson, I don't care who it is, someone has got to make the defense respect the running game, that offensive line, because if they don't, then what you're going to see is Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing into a lot of double coverage, a lot of crowded groups, and he's going to have to throw the ball, guys. Like He's got to throw the ball. You can't ever say, why would you ever throw in a double coverage? Well, listen, if there's double coverage across the field because nobody cares about your running game, the quarterback's got to throw the ball. All right, that's it has to happen. That's my concern, is if the running game doesn't make defenses scared, the passing game is going to suffer because of it. 
So the def- the, the, the Washington football team running game has to make defenses play at least two levels deep to stop the run in order to open up things behind the linebackers in front of the safeties or even over top when they creep up to stop to, to flood the box. That's how this offense is built. Just looking at the weapons on paper, I believe that's how Scott Turner is going to try to negotiate this thing and try to enforce his will. And then if it doesn't work, it's going to be all on Scott Turner. Coaching matters. He's got to be the guy to turn the knobs and make the adjustment to get this thing zeroed in. If he's a coach that's too stubborn to do that, they're going to sink, just bottom line. But if he can make the adjustments, if they can find new ways to get things going, then they have a fighting chance. We're not going to know until we see it. But what I'll promise you is your week one Washington offense is going to be totally different than your week eight and your week 15. Uh, I would agree with that. Uh, and I would I would say it's going to have a lot more jet motion and jet sweeps and a lot more vertical passing offense and probably more designed running back screens. Not all running back drop down or passes are are, are checkdowns. I'm talking about Andy Reid, Sean Payton designed running back screens uh, to McKissick to uh, to Antonio Gibson. So, uh, and, and maybe who knows, who knows who else. So I think you will see a very different uh, offense. All right. Good stuff out of David there. Uh, I like that answer. Uh, And certainly I agree. The running game has to be a lot better and a lot more consistent. Don't you know that betting on the league in which they play for pay doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to be a part of the show, just like Mark in Fort Stewart was and is and uh, many different uh, listeners have taken the opportunity to you can call us on the voicemail line, 301-615-3577. Let's load it up, 301-615-3577. We're looking to give you more of a voice and obviously talk about what you want to hear and the questions that you have. Also, you can email us locked, WFTpod at gmail.com. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Again, our original 53-man projection on the Monday episode, this a brush up uh, on that, and as well, the cuts that we have, reported cuts as of Monday evening. We, either way, we thank you for listening. David will be solo on uh, the Wednesday edition, post-cut deadline. I'll be back with you and with David after that. I appreciate you guys being a part of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.